Across the UK, overnights with Martin Kellner. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's suddenly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars and a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico Yep, that's where we're going now, to uh, Campeche in Mexico. And let's say a very good morning to uh, Mr. John Bonfilio. Uh, John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. No problem at all. What else would I be doing, Martin? <laughs> what else indeed? What time is it there? Are you about sort of uh, five, six hours behind us? It's actually seven hours now. Since Mexico refused to change uh, the clock forevermore. Now, we used to be the the nice easy to remember six hour difference mm. and now we're at the seven hour difference which causes certainly in my mind no end of inner crises <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always hard to work out my uh, my wife's gone to visit my daughter one of my daughters in uh, los angeles and i spent mm-hmm. you know i said eight hours behind eight, us yep. behind so so she says so what time will it be when it's <laughs> said, look just subtract eight hours but we do always have difficulty um you know getting our heads around the clock um, but anyway, I've now worked out that uh, you're around about uh, sort of eight o'clock at night. Seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. Yeah, very close, close, but no cigar. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. You know, all things considered. Let's talk first of all, uh, John, about uh, Jair Bolsonaro in uh, Brazil. Very much the uh, gift that keeps giving. Um, Bring us up to date with the latest from the uh, from the Bolsonaro camp. Every every week in Brazil is a Bolsonaro week. It's a soap opera, more outlandish than anything Brazilians see on on television. This week alone, he's given evidence denying involvement in the January eighth uh, insurrection, during which time he was in in Florida, being a, uh, a sort of a minor celebrity amongst his uh, well amongst the the, the the, the citizenry in general, but in particular amongst uh, the the MMA crew. Uh, the current president, Lula da Silva, has uh, had a press conference this week as well in which he said de facto that the Bolsonaro regime was a fascist regime and under Bolsonaro, Brazil was a fascist state. And Bolsonaro's online store, which was launched in February, has just released, wait for it, Bolsonaro-themed birthday packs now i know of course martin in your you know <laughs> what you want to know above all is what is in the bolsonaro themed birthday pack that my friend john in mexico will be sending me for christmas and of course you, you well you know <laughs> what would a what would a, a birthday pack be without party hats without cake decorations but best of all there is a big banner in there which says it's party time all right and this uh, costs you or will cost me but i'm happy to spend it uh, for for the Kellner for the Kellner Christmas, uh, tw- uh, twenty four quid, which you know I think is a bit of a bargain. And included in that is my favourite, favourite, favourite of all, which is a calendar celebrating Bolsonaro's most notable achievements whilst in office. Uh, during which, of course, uh, nearly a quarter of a million Brazilians died of COVID. Brazil became a pariah state, and Amazon deforestation reached record levels. So definitely a lot, you know, to uh, to be putting in 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 calendar print and celebrating. Uh, during the uh, it's a it's it's a party time uh, celebrations. Blimey, blimey! I'm suspecting the calendar won't include 
pictures. Of, I mean, I remember there were frightening images we got of, um, you know, open graves and etc. during uh, COVID. I suspect those pictures don't feature on the calendar. Yeah, look, of course, we, we joke about this, but there is a, you know, there is a deeply serious side to, of course, you know, whatever side of the political spectrum you're on, there's a deeply serious side to what took place in Brazil. Uh, during the Bolsonaro administration and which you know, a lot of Brazilians are very positive about still. You know, he has deeply fervent uh, support, polarized support, which we speak about a lot, of course, um, these days. But, you know, it did affect a, a lot of people to the extent that, you know, ultimately they they died uh, in certainly in a, in a covid uh, context. And but this yeah, the stories rumble on. And of course, you uh, uh, mirroring almost to the day and um, the letter what's taking place in the USA with with Donald Trump and of course to a much lesser extent uh, to a much lesser lesser party extent with uh, our dear old uh, Boris Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, uh, other news. Let's talk about the Darien Gap, um, one of the most dangerous places. Tell me about the Darien Gap. Yeah, sometimes something comes up uh, for us to talk about. And I'm surprised that we uh, I sort of think back and then get surprised when I realize we haven't actually spoken about it. And the Daring Gap is fascinating. It is. If you imagine the, the Central America bit, you know, that goes down through Nicaragua, Costa Rica and so on, and then reaches Panama. Panama is the last country in Central America before you get to Colombia and, and South America. So there's this bit in there, which is basically between those two countries, which is impenetrable. Uh, rainforest and famously it's highly notable because there is a gap in the pan-american highway there so the pan-american highway famously does not actually go right across the americas from north to south because the daring gap is uh, famous famously unpassable it is one of the wettest most dangerous places on the planet not just because of the landscape and the jungle but also because it's lawless unpoliced home to organized crime political militants the average ne'er-do-well we've spoken about many times on your show, Martin, actually remote parts of the world, and certainly remote parts of America, aren't actually that remote because they really attract organized crime. And historically, this area of the Daring Gap has been, uh, for individuals moving north to south, has been uh, an attractant to intrepid travelers and explorers who all too often have been kidnapped and killed for their uh, troubles. But more recently, those moving south to north uh, have been migrants, 200,000 so far, in just this year alone, the first half of this year alone, uh, there are written records aren't kept as to uh, deaths, but the, the general feeling is that hundreds have died already. And this has been brought into sharp relief just in the last couple of weeks, because in all their wisdom, a German travel company has started selling adventure tourism packages to the mm. region. If you want to, yeah, if you want to, you know, next time your wife goes to LA, if you want to come down to the Daring Gap, you can spend a, a nice 3000 pound plus uh, on, on your package, although generally it attracts young social media influencers. But, you know, one of the things which, which has been noted a lot with this uh, with this jungle package tour thing is that it's, it resembles a little bit the Titan sub versus the migrant deaths at sea a little bit because these individuals, these social media influencers, have to buy their own insurance, which includes helicopter evacuations because it's completely inaccessible. But at the same time, you've got uh, thousands and thousands of migrants, hundreds of thousands of migrants with no safety net at all. And of course, it it, it sort of br uh, brings up the question as to what is real survival versus playing at survival and has certainly generated a fair few column inches over the course of the last couple of weeks 
Yeah, it sounds absolutely amazing. I mean, as you say, it's lawless, etc. And you, you think, to, and uh, the insurance, I think, would be uh, probably immense to uh, to go there. But um, yeah, people, will. I'll recommend it to my wife. Uh, she's only in LA for about a week or so, but I will certainly recommend it to her. I'm sure she'll be absolutely thrilled. Uh, speaking of which, the last time I, I almost went to uh, LA but didn't quite make it, um, we were talking about Tijuana, and I did see uh, a documentary on Sky Documentaries uh, earlier this week uh, about. It was called uh, Women at War, uh, and was about. I mean, you were saying that lots of things going on in Tijuana to try and uh, and solve the many problems. Uh, they have there, you know, with uh, with lawlessness and with drugs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this documentary, which I don't know whether it'd be available where you are, but this documentary sort of um, it, it sort of touched on that a little bit, but it was mostly about uh, how dangerous the streets of Tijuana can be, and it was about sort of levels of violence there, domestic violence, etc. Yeah, look, border areas always are you know, areas of conflict, and especially when you've got such discrepancies as you have in uh, across the Mexico-US border, well, those things sort of attract, you know, a certain kind of thing, kind of behavior and kind of activity. And for sure, you know, there are amazing, really amazing people working in, in Tijuana uh, every day. You know, they just go against the grain to make little miracles, little beautiful things happen for the people that, that live there and for their own sort of social uh, context, but you know, they, it is a, uh, a sinking ship. There is so much difficulty, human difficulty there in particular that Tijuana certainly is, is, is a troubled place. Absolutely. I actually thought you were going to say that your wife had a ticket to, uh, to the, uh, to the Gold Cup final on Sunday because that's taking place in Los Angeles at the Sophie Stadium. So maybe she's pretending to see your daughter, but actually is, uh, <laughs> is going to see, uh, Panama, Mexico on Sunday. Yeah, uh, unlikely, unlikely that she'd see Panama, Mexico. Well, I'm watching the football on the TV. I uh, shouldn't even watch that, and that's in the next room. So um, that's unlikely. Um, yeah, we were talking about Jamaica because one of our West Ham players plays for Jamaica. I don't know whether he's playing currently, might be uh, on holiday or it's close season over here, uh, but Antonio plays for Jamaica. Uh, they got uh, thrashed by Mexico, did they not? Yeah, well, Jamaica definitely played in the semi-final against Mexico, as though they were on holiday a little bit, yeah. absolutely roundly thrashed, which, which was a surprise. I mean, both semi-finals were really something of a surprise because Mexico has had, you know, one of their worst runs in their history. And everybody thought that, you know, it was going to be a tough run for them. And actually, we're, we're, uh, people were expecting for that to be the upset. So for that to be an easy path through for Mexico to, to the final was something of a surprise, but not nearly as much of a surprise as what took place in the other semi-final where everybody absolutely expected the USA to get through, but nil-nil on 90 minutes, uh, one all after extra time with Panama, lowly, lowly Panama, 57th in the FIFA world rankings, absolutely no notable players whatsoever, and Panama came through 5-4 on uh, on penalty. So you've actually got now a Mexico-Panama final, and this is the first and best chance in history for Panama to win something at the 70,000 capacity Sophie Stadium in in LA because they've won absolutely uh, nothing prior to this. Although for the last couple of years they've actually been playing pretty well again, considering they've got no significant players of pedigree. They reached the semi-finals just last month in the Concacaf uh, Nations uh, League and are certainly punching way above their weight. So another 
I know we spoke about how we don't gamble on football, Martin, <laughs> but you know, if you, if you want to have a little wager on something, uh, Panama certainly, it certainly seems to be at the moment, uh, Panama's moment. Yeah, well, I'll check out the odds. Um, <laughs> so I'm always looking for some way to, uh, to waste money. Uh, John, <laughs> as, as always, thank you ever so much. Do appreciate it. And we'll talk again soon. No problem. Take care. Good man. There we go. Uh, John Bonfilio, uh, joining us from, uh, Campeche in Mexico. Uh, thank